Hey there, welcome to the Lockdown Life, otherwise known as the League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz, I'm here with Nathan Brooks. We're not in the same room because we're not allowed to be, but this is episode two for the year. Two days in a row, how good's that? Nathan, how does this uh, second day of lockdown, so to speak, find you? Mate, it's good. Now that we've done a podcast, uh, it's good to have another one straight away. It took us 18 months to do the last two podcasts before today, so good strike, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like the coronavirus in terms of infection. It's just exponentially getting up wow. there, man. Wow, you're we making could have cr- another one tonight. Making corona jokes, eh? Uh, okay, so let's jump into NRL, which is very important yep. in your life and my life and hopefully our listeners' lives. I have been working from home and doing a bunch of stuff. I, I did watch uh, a certain program this morning, which we'll get into, but tell me the latest news. What's going on? What, what do you got for me? So there was a few things today in terms of information coming from the NRL. Uh, the big ones, I guess, Schnaz, and we'll start on this one. So the NRL will cancel their season if play does not resume by September 1. Okay. So it'll be no more 2020. I think Pat, who was on top? Parramatta. Yeah. Tigers in ninth, as per usual. Standard. Um, will be the case if we're not in by September 1, if we've got no more games until September. Oh, sorry, if no games are played by September 1. I love it. I love the fact that we'll know what's happening. That's good. So do you, would you... I know this is a bit of a silly question, but would you give Parramatta the title having... The that's best four and against after two games. That's a really silly question. Go away. Because it's yes, right? Give Eels the premiership. They have been waiting since '86. It'd be the massive. It was. It, it would come with the biggest asterisks ever. It's a no, but, Brooksy. It's a no. no? Okay, oh. fair enough. Mate. You're being I'm too sure optimistic. And, you're being too lightheaded in this crazy time we're living in. Let's get serious. The answer is no. No, of course not. But yeah, it was interesting because. Um, you look at that, that's about five months of uh, missed NRL. Right. And there was another bit of information today that I thought was interesting. Uh, when the clubs were um, and the NRL got together, it seems like the clubs have been assured that the governing body will um, give the clubs their monthly grant next month, which is $1.25 million per club, right. which equates to about $20 million for the monthly grant. So... There is also talk that the NRL has um, said that they've got about 150 million in the coffers. Uh, so it's about seven months of non-footy uh, that they've got there okay. up their sleeve. So you can sort of see there September one, five months, about two, uh, about 100 million dollars there. It still gives them a bit of money in the bank to play with um, for 2021 at least. Uh, there was some interesting things floated last night. I don't know if you saw... Did you watch Controversy Corner and NRL 360? Brooksy, I always support your work, my friend. I know. I, I actually wasn't on Controversy Corner due okay. to how, um, uh, the way we've been structured just to continue on with this coronavirus. But yes. uh, Vossi threw up an interesting um, situation of play, like locking down Homebush and playing out there, um, quarantining players. Basically, the, the Homebush bubble... At what, uh, at what point? Oh, no, this was just an idea floated. It, um, okay. it could be at any point. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, we're fluid. You know, everyone's fluid in this situation, Shnaz. So, <laughs> you know, what do you think of that? I don't mind it. I mean, yeah. I didn't I didn't not enjoy watching the games on TV in front of no audience. Yeah. Like I, I didn't think it – it didn't affect the football. Uh, 
And I think if they can do that safely, then I'm all for it. But I'm all about the safety of not only the players, but the staff and people around them. So uh, if that can work, then absolutely. It's intriguing. Like there could be, you know, even if we do get a bit of a season um, and like what the AFL have done and they've cut down their schedule to basically reflect 17 rounds so that each team plays each other once. We, we could do a similar thing, 15 rounds, everyone plays each other once. That's all I want in this world, Brooksy, is that to happen every year. Is that all you want? Every once. year, yep. Do you, think it's, do you think it's fair, though, that some teams play at home and some teams play away during a certain season? You'd have to, you'd have to make that fair over the years. So the first year wouldn't be fair, but I, I guess you just—it's a—it's a, it's a two-year schedule, right? Sure. You just do. Um, you you know, but at the moment we would play each other at Netstrata, the yeah. Dragons and the Sharks. But yeah. uh, I guess when when the state when the new when the Shark Park reopens, we can we can get there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some games at, games at Shark Park, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think there. I think once we work out what's happening in society and work out what's going on, I think then we can start looking at that stuff. Probably could have been something we looked at. But at the end of the day, like you see with what, what happened with the Warriors and, and seeing some of the players chat on uh, Fox League Live uh, this morning, like, you know, family's important to them, obviously. And, and it's course. so hard to take um, them, away, like them away from their family for extended periods of time just so that we can get some football. And let's segue into what you just mentioned, a new program on Fox League. It's called, what's it called? Fox League Live. Fox League Live. Yeah. What do you think, Shats? I'm surprised they didn't rip off our name again. <laughs> just, <laughs> kidding, Joe, just kidding, Joe, and everyone else watching, Steve. I love you guys. Don't sack <laughs> me. Uh, I really liked it. I saw this morning's one on about an hour delay. Like, I recorded it and watched it about an hour later. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a strong opening with Maddie, Yvonne, and uh, who was the third person? Yes, my friend Michael. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Uh, so really, three, three really strong, <laughs> three really strong personalities, and they did some really great interviews um, via FaceTime. I think it was. Yep. With a whole bunch of people, including Todd Greenberg and Kevin Dave Walters, Donaghy. Dave Donaghy, who's a really impressive guy. Yeah. Um, so it was good, and the the second episode's on right now, which I'll catch up on. But yeah, I just got out of a meeting myself with some Fox people, and uh. I think that show will expand with some really good ideas. And yep. I think that anyone who's unsubscribing from their KO and their Fox Sports, I think you might want to hang around a bit because I think that the channel, depending on what happens with the whole virus and the crisis, but I think, I know for a fact the channel's not going to die away. There's going to be some excellent content on there. So that's a little plug. Obviously, we're very biased, but we're telling you genuinely we work for them and we think there's going to be some good stuff there uh well, that's what like sorry to cut you off yeah. there, Shana, i was just wanted to add that you know this is an opportunity for not only us but channel nine and whoever that works in the nrl sort of realm like to try new things and to get out there and do new things for the fans and with players and coaches remotely yeah like this is this is something that you know america does really well you see espn uh fox sports Uh, Even just some of the, you know, Barstool and some of those, and the Ringer, they do some really good stuff um, through Skype. They do online shows. They do, they review TV shows. They review games, seasons. Like it's, it's amazing what they do with using technology now, not just everyone being in the same studio. It's funny. You see some, 
and it's been funny like, over the last few weeks at work, like doing the Skype, uh, the Microsoft Teams calls and stuff, and seeing a bit of uh, of where everyone lives. Yeah. Like we're doing, we're uh, you can't obviously see it on the podcast, guys, but we're doing it over uh, FaceTime, and I've got a Kramer over my shoulder. Yeah. Schnaz has got some sort of um, Japanese massage room going on behind him there. He's not lying either. That's exactly what I've got. That's exactly what I got. What's it? You've been on a few calls with your workmates. What's it? Who's got the? You don't have to name names. But what's the funniest background background that you've got in your um, your online calls with your work colleagues, Schnaz? It would have to be Aaron Wallace in in uh, Batlow. Oh, you, you named and shamed. So what? What did what did Big Wall have? Oh, he's just you know he's a character. Out of all of us, he's the biggest character, and he's always up to something. And uh, he's corona free, by the way. He had to, had to have the test. In all seriousness, but he's okay. Um, hopefully he's still in isolation for lots of different reasons. But uh, do you get a bumper sticker? <laughs> I think you just I wear a sign. Corona free. You wear a sign around your neck. I think. Uh, it is interesting, you know, technology, and, and it's amazing how much you can do from home. Unfortunately, in my job, we can't do everything. Um, we can do probably oh, 65, 70% of what we need to do, uh, or, or what I need to do personally. I probably shouldn't speak for the whole department, but um, but there is things I can do. So it, it's it's been cool. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's unfortunate circumstances. Uh on your rundown that you sent me, you said something about Jaden Braley ACL. Yeah, so he did his knee during what? the Tigers, the win over the Tigers on Sunday. So really, it's not looking good for him. Um, so he got he got three points, three Dallium points in that game. So he wow. he might have been in in line for the Dallium medal as well. Who knows? Yeah, so Hand give the hell the premiership. Give uh, Jaden Braley ex Sharkies hooker the Dallium. But yeah, That's um, it's on ACL, which will pretty much end his season. I like it was funny working on um, Sunday ticket on the weekend. I had Hindy, yep. Braith, and Coops, and they all talked about Brayley and what he did in round one, and how good he was going to be for Ponga and Pierce and and Adam O'Brien. And this was Coops was he was so good to work with in terms of getting. Um, a bit of an idea about what Adam O'Brien does. And one of the things he identified, O'Brien, obviously a defensive-minded coach, but he really works on those combinations and the big yeah. combination of your nine, your seven, and your one. And obviously that was a massive thing down in Melbourne with Coop, Slater, and Smith. And there was, for Knights fans, it was going to be an interesting season with Braley. And you would have known. It was probably tough losing him, but... Obviously, he had his younger brother there as well. One of them yeah. had to go at some stage, but yeah. it's a disappointing end to a season for um, Jaden. And and mate, he looked good those first two games. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a um, preconception that he wasn't much of an attacking player because he hadn't shown that much at Cronulla. But at Cronulla, for a long time, his job was just to catch and pass. And over time, he incorporated a kicking game. He did run a bit more last year. I think, you know, some people just have this idea of how a player is and they can't ever change. But he he's only young. He's a very smart fella. Uh, he's a great fella off the field. And he comes from a, a real footballing family and, and they take it real seriously. And I think he's a great purchase for them. I love Blake. I'm really happy with Blake. Uh, he's in the same boat, just probably more of an attacking weapon. Uh, and there's a third brother whose name I'm not sure of, but he's also a hooker. So it's an interesting 
interesting situation. The Brailies and the Travoyevichs yes. coming threes. But yeah, Jay, so supposedly, Shnaz, he was tackled in the second half by Billy Walters. Right. Played on with the injury. Yeah. Like, had a knee complaint and he, he played pretty much with a partial tear during that second half. It's, a, and got it's man a of the match pretty story. much. What's that? And got man of the match. And got man of the match, yeah. yeah like, okay. he, he looked that good. He set up that try for Mitch Barnett, the penalty try in the first half with a nice little grubber in behind the Tigers' defense. And, yeah, I, I'm just – it's just disappointing for Knights fans, you know, whether we get back on again. Like, he, he won't be there. They've got Connor Watson, obviously, that can fill in. But yeah. I'm sure Adam O'Brien was keen to really develop that that one seven nine combination. He's been touted as a future Knights captain. I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see how his career plays out. There's always been good feedback of him and his brother at the cl- um, at when whenever they've come in at Fox Sports. They did an interview on League Life. Oh yeah, the girl said they were amazing, amazing yeah. um, bunch of young kids. Yeah, and yeah, I remember doing um, Blake's first game, and I got Jaden to interview Blake in the sheds afterwards. So we've always got that on file. Yeah, um, cool. Whenever you need it, um, <laughs> but yeah. It's just a shame. And, the the um, positive out of that is that it's early in the season. The season's actually not going. By the time next year kicks around, he should be he should be ready to go. You think, um, Brooksy? Do you want to have a little bit of a break, which we don't usually do on this show, and we'll come back and talk about something else really, really soon? Okay. Um, are you the gentleman who was just talking to my kids out there by the lemonade stand? I was by the lemonade stand talking to some youngsters. Oh, because apparently um, some guy came over and started making fun of their lemonade. Yeah. Is that you, perchance? Uh, guilty. What, what's wrong with you? Well, I think they deserve an adult critique. If they're going to charge a dollar and give you this much lemonade, I felt a little ripped off. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's Brooksy taking over this part of the show. This is weird, Schnaz, doing an intro. Yeah, yeah. Go I don't for think it. I've ever done one. But yeah, it's 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 a nice change, I guess. You're doing great. Just keep going. <laughs> We're both big Seinfeld fans. The uh, biggest. And, the biggest. And that, obviously, like I said, behind me, the Kramer poster. But um, one show that's sort of taken off since post-Seinfeld involved the co-developer um, of Seinfeld, Larry David, his Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is based around the life of Larry David. And unbelievably... Is in has just finished its tenth season. Yeah, and its hundredth episode aired last night. So 10, 10 seasons of ten episodes. He's he's very particular, Larry. That's nice. With his That's nice. Um, and yeah, what did you think of last night's episode, the finale? So I watched it after you'd watched it and after we'd spoken, and I thought you talked it down a bit. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was a good episode. You were a little, you're a little bit like, oh yeah, it was good. I, I'm saying it was really good. Without giving too much away, like for people that may want to watch that episode over the next couple of days, I think it tied everything yeah. that happened in earlier episodes up. Um, and, and there was a few little storylines within the last episode which were great. Um, a couple of things, are, are, what should we say, the sirens, like um, like fire engines and ambulances using well, their sirens. Now, for those who... I mean, everyone has seen Seinfeld, so I'm not going to explain yeah. that to you. But for those who haven't seen Curb, imagine the George Costanza character. And that is who... So Larry David is what George was based on. And I like to think of it as like an M-rated version of Seinfeld. 
So yeah, that's exactly right. There's a bit of swearing. There's Little some, moments. There's some sexual stuff. There's some. It's just everyday things. Oh, there's definitely some sexual stuff in it, Maz. <laughs> it's everyday activities, but to the extreme. And uh, Larry just finds himself in these situations. He puts himself in these situations, and yeah. and that essentially is the show. Him and his family and his friend, or him and his wife and his friends and his manager. So uh, I thought it was great. I thought last night was just another great episode from a really great season. I think it's top top two or three seasons for me yeah. of the year of of the series. I really liked the last sort of three seasons a lot. The cameos last night were brilliant, and I won't say who they were. No, let's, we oh, can, we can say cameos. The Sean, yeah, the, Sean, Hill. the Sean Penn one was unbelievable. Yeah, he was great. Miller Kunis. Miller, Miller or Miller? Miller? I don't know. Miller. Miller. Miller? Everyone write to us. It's, I think it's Miller. Jeez. Oh, send in send in A or B. Miller or Miller? I don't know. Ashton Kutcher or Kutcher? <laughs> no, it's Kutcher. Uh, so Sean Penn, uh, Jonah Hill... Yeah, Milo. Vince Vaughn again. Uh, what did you Vince think of Vaughan. Vince Vaughn cameo throughout the throughout or the back end of the season? I liked it a lot. As um being well, he was he was the late um Marty Funkhouse's cousin or, or well Marty's not dead in the show but in um, real life unfortunately yeah yeah he was he was um Larry no he was sorry he was Freddie Funkhauser yeah now which I fun, thought he was which great, fun- so. Which Funkhauser so, was the star of the episode last night? Shall we say what? What was he? That was the nephew. That's the nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think it, yeah, because Freddie's the cousin, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you a line. Yeah. I always knew that big penis would get him into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> how good was? Uh, without, yeah, we getting, How good was the um the, the fire, fire yeah. that was like. What did you say? Yeah. And he was like, was. oh, yeah, I heard you. I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought that was a really good scene. A really good scene. But, yeah, Freddie, I thought Freddie was a really good cameo, um, Vince Vaughn. He bought Larry the sex doll. Yep, yep. Which got him in a whole lot of trouble, which was possibly the best scene of the season. You, you did love Larry that. Larry tried to deflate the sex doll. <laughs> um, and he, and he, remember he pulled up at the, at the set of lights during that insufficient praise episode, which had... Isla Fisher and Clive Owen in it. And um, he was like, have you given the, have you used the doll yet? And Larry just looked at him and went, nah, and drove <laughs> off. It was so good. But um, yeah, he, he was awesome. There was, remember in the first episode, there was Phil Rosenthal, the writer from Modern Family. And yep. Larry didn't want to meet up with him for lunch. So he wore the Make America Great Again hat, which... Um, which he used to his potential in social situations, like getting getting a, a clear de- um, table at the sushi bar, and the guy had that bikey blowing up at him, and then realizing he had the mega ma- <laughs> cap on, and went, "Oh, as you were, sir." <laughs> Perhaps the most important scene for me was uh, yeah. the side sitter. Oh, it's great. Now you've seen me. You've seen me at lunch. I'm a side sitter. I thought I loved that. I love that um, episode, the fact that he was trying to um, placate a situation where he was going to get sued for sexual harassment, but he chose to side-sit with the, with the girl just to make sure Ted Danson knew he's a side-sitter. And he kept, remember, he kept touching her. Kept, oh, what was her name? I can't remember her name. Um, her assistant, Alice. Alice, Alice yeah, who made a cameo last night. 
And she was like, get your hand off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she made an appearance last night. You mentioned Ted, you mentioned Ted Danson. He features heavily in this show, let alone in this season. So yeah. if you like Ted Danson, he's really good in this. And they, they, he plays himself. Not all of them play themselves, but he plays himself. Yeah. The, the trip down to Carvo for Mickey's wedding. Possibly the strongest episode, right? That's when I reckon that's when it's the, like there was good scenes in the first few episodes. Like, yeah. But it starts getting up there, like where he had to get the weight of everyone on the private plane. <laughs> and then he had them, remember at the, remember at the fair down in Amazing. the plaza? Amazing. And he's got the guy, and he's got the guy who can guess your weight, and he's getting, he's spinning him around, and he's writing it down on the notepad. Oh, oh amazing. So good. I really. I really thought it was a great season, Brooksy. Like, because you know, a whole bunch of us and people around the world really look forward to this because he only does it every sort of year and a half, two years, yeah. and it's only short. It's ten episodes, and and you can never watch it uh, in one sitting. It's one, you know, they air it streams once on once a week on the Comedy Channel, and uh, it's such a big deal for all of us. We come in like a month on Tuesday morning. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it didn't let me down. I'm, I'm super happy with it. I'm, I'm bummed that the coronavirus has taken over the world and I can't be at work with all you guys and talk about all these things, you know? There was, so, there was so many. I thought John Hamm was the best cameo of them all. Yeah. Where he, was just, he was there just getting to know Larry he it was so good. He turns into Larry. He, he calls out. Remember, he calls out Richard Lewis for the um, appetizer allotment. Yeah. There's the three of a meeting, and he's like, he just turns into Larry. Ends up having a coffee date with Cheryl, and she yeah. just realizes he's Larry. Yeah. Larry dipping his nose into Mocha Joe's coffee. He's like because they weren't hot enough. The rivalry with Mocha Joe was amazing. Yeah. So pretty much the whole season, the arc of it is. Larry opens up his own cafe because yeah. he's got a, a feud with a guy called Mocha Joe and he yeah. opens up next door to him. The Spite Store. The Spite Store. And and, and there's a lot, of, Larry's. a lot of spite in the show and uh, <laughs> I thought I handled it really well last night in the in the finale. What, but... what do you think of Larry's store with the hand sanitizer, the no defecating, <laughs> I thought, the I heated mugs? The, the toilet stuff was just off the charts. <laughs> That's why you're riding <laughs> And that scene where uh, he and was it him and the build or who was it? Him and was it him and There's Vince Vaughn was it? Oh, Vince Vaughn, yeah, and they were yeah. sort of pretending to do it, I think. Freddie. In, in, yeah. in, in the position of going to the toilet and it was just remarkable yeah. to see. What do you think of Leon in the series? Yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I think that he's they've timed his his lines really well. Like last night. You wouldn't say he starred in it, but the stuff about the Johnson Club was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he just came up with so many good things. Yeah, like it was just unbelievable. He, he's I thought a, he's a brilliant actor. That fellow, I haven't seen yeah. him in much else, but I'm sure he's JB Smooth. Yeah, I'm sure he does stuff, but he's brilliant in that character. Love him. Yeah, and I've got to ask you about this one too, Shnaz. Yep. Um, what? Like one of the best non-human cameos, I would have to say, was in the surprise party episode, the German Shepherd. <laughs> do you remember him? I do. Yeah. When Larry was trying to calm him down. Oh my god. Yeah. I've, I've never laughed so much. Like he just. Uh, there was a line about how Larry was saying, "I had to hire Hitler and just shut him down." 
And then, um, and then, what's his name? It was Boris, I think. The inventor was like, "Why would you do that?" And then Larry responds back, going, "Why would it work?" Because <laughs> Larry had suspected that uh, that was already happening. It was yeah, very, and then, it was very oh, good. And then, yeah, the dog absolutely goes after the air freshener in the car. Remember at the <laughs> yeah. end of the episode, it was oh, it was so funny, and I, I just hit and. There was just so many moments, so many good moments. And I think, you know, 10 seasons in and he's still killing it. Like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. it, 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 I guess some people don't like that sort of humor and that's fair enough. But someone who loves Seinfeld, like, and yeah, to if you, take if you, Seinfeld to the next level with a yeah. bit of crassness, it's yeah. just perfect. It's so if, if good. You, if you like Seinfeld, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you will like the show. You might not love it, but you'll like it and you'll laugh. And, uh, and you'll see a lot of Seinfeld isms in the show, which I love. Yeah. Even ten years on, like in the last few episodes, he's done things that he's taken from Seinfeld, which he obviously wrote anyway. Yeah, I thought it was a great season, Brooksy. I'm saying, yeah, top two, top three out of the ten for sure, for sure. So the ringer, the ringer, recently, like only a couple of days ago, I think it is, has written uh, um, all the done the top 100 episodes. Yep. What would be your like off the top of your head? Uh, definitely, your I, I, I can't think of what it's called, but the John McEnroe one, the Freak Book, the Freak Book, yeah, that is number one. Is it on really the Ringer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've only seen yeah. it, I think, three times. Yeah, I saw it for the first time uh, in a long time recently, and I could not believe how good it was. Yeah, number one. Mine actually wasn't in the top five; it was sixth. And the Palestinian chicken one was <laughs> yes. my favourite. Like yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Just the just the whole episode with the chicken and the ah, Susie doing the the golf contest was so Susie, good. Oh my god, I love Susie. It was just amazing. Oh. Um, but yeah, it great show. You don't know how long or if a season eleven will be around, but well, it didn't sound like no. There's room there to do it, so yeah, nothing definitely. really happened. Anyway, we won't talk about that. And what we're going through at the moment, surely, surely there's an episode out there with social distancing. This is Larry's time. It is, man. This is Larry's time to shine. It is. And you saw, oh, there was, I, I forgot to mention, how good was the snapping of the selfie stick and the pushing over of the scooters when Larry and Leon were walking down the street. That's opening scene, right? Opening, opening, that? opening scene of the, the first... The selfie stick one yeah. was, yeah, that's how it started. It was brilliant. He's, a, he's a great commentator on the life that we're living, and I I love him so much. I, I just, if I ever met him, which I probably won't, whatever will, if I ever met him, I would just say thank you. Thank you for the content. Thank you for everything. Yeah, and then he'd say, go away. <laughs> um <laughs> Brooksy, we've got to wrap this up, my friend. But no we'll, worries. We'll come back really soon because, you know, that's yeah. what we're going to do, I think. Sounds good, mate. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We're on the socials and uh, just subscribe to us and you never know when an episode will pop up into your little collection. So, Brooksy, until next time, I will see you, see you later. Marcus, bye for now, Shnaz. Oh.